Welcome to the Adventure Unfolding Podcast, where we navigate adult ADHD together. I'm Nate. And I'm Jess. I have ADHD. And I don't. And we wanted to share our story with you. Grab a cup of coffee. And your favorite fidget spinner. And come along with us as we unpack our latest adventure. Welcome back. We are at our last episode of content last episode that we're going to record for season one can you believe it so season one is almost done we're going to have 10 episodes total the final episode of this season will air in a week from when you're listening to this one and it's going to be an awesome recap episode where we're going to go back through all nine previous episodes and pick out little snippets or conversations that we had we want to kind of maybe fix some of the things that we said or elaborate on them more, right? Yeah, I think the goal is as we've been listening to the episodes, we've been really excited about how we explain certain topics or how the conversation went. And we also found areas in the conversations that were like, oh, I wish we had expanded on that yeah. topic a little bit more. I think I wish we gave a little bit more detail on whatever it is. So we want to do a whole episode where we go back through and highlight those. It'll probably be a little bit longer. Yes. It's gonna be the last episode of season one. Um, so it'll probably be a little bit longer, but I'm so excited about that. So um, we always ask for feedback. If you're, when you're listening to this, know that that episode is coming. Mm-hmm. Yes. And send us some feedback, some areas. If you're like, hey, in episode one, you said this, what did you mean about that? We love to do some or answers. Or things that you want us to talk more about yeah. from a certain episode. We can pull out little chunks that you guys think you want more info on yep and there's gonna be a season two we're yeah. very excited about it should we tell them nope, about it yet? not gonna tell you about it yet okay um we'll you guys. let you guys know more Ugh. about it but we're super excited about kind of changing this up a little bit um but we continuing are to have so excited some great conversations around this but what are we gonna chat about today today we're gonna talk about parenting parenting parenthood great show by the way if you like emotions and stuff. Oh, great show. It's on Hulu, all of it, in case you want to watch. We're not watch. sponsored by Parenthood, so. I know, but it's minimum. so good. Okay. Today we're going to be talking about parenting, but we want to make this difference very Make this known. clear. Make this very <laughs> clear before we start talking. We are not talking about parenting a child with ADHD. And I know that we have previously mentioned in one of the episodes that we do have some questions or concerns with one of our kiddos, and that's not what we're talking about today. Right. That's not our story to share, and that's not what we want to dive into. We are talking about parenting with ADHD, Mm -hmm. specifically Nate parenting our kiddos. (laughs) Yeah. So for context, we have a five-year-old son and a two-year-old daughter. Right. That's right. (laughs) Good job. (laughs) All right. So one of the first things that we have been talking about are some of the things that are really hard for you and some of the things that you are really good at. So where Mm -hmm. do you want to start? I think it's always a good idea to start with the the struggles because that's kind of like a launching off point. Um, So throughout all these episodes and through this whole journey, it's... I just start to see areas that I struggle with and start to have clarity on why I'm struggling with that. Mm -hmm. So um, it's the same with parenting. Um, 
so for example um, ADHD can make it really hard to focus on things that aren't stimulating aren't giving you enough dopamine that you don't find interesting uh, which is a problem sometimes when you're trying to play with a five-year-old or a two-year-old mm-hmm. um, so one example specifically Liam loves Legos and we love to build Legos together um, he does this thing where we'll build the Lego and he'll play with it, but then he'll destroy it. And then in a week, he decides, let's rebuild it. So we save all the instructions and we can find the pieces and rebuild the, the creation, right? Mind you, all the pieces do not stay separated. No, they're all just in a big giant box. So what happens is Liam goes, hey, dad, let's build this Lego. And then it's dad's job to find all of the pieces <laughs> in the big giant box. So You kind of sounded like Gru when you said that. Okay. <laughs> Um, so what ends up happening is he'll, he'll say, let's do this. And then I have to try and find the pieces. But while I'm trying to do the pieces, he's not just sitting there quietly. Of course, he's playing, he's, his imagination's running wild. He's talking to me. So I'm trying to find this little tiny Lego and he keeps trying to talk to me. And it's so incredibly frustrating. And I never really could like understand or realize like, why am I getting so frustrated by this? Like, I can't expect him to just sit there while I find 89 pieces of Legos in this giant box. But through... Do you think the frustrating part is that he's talking to you or distracting you? Well, the, him talking to me is distracting me. Okay. It's, it's I'm f- trying to focus on something and he is breaking my focus. And that is a really hard thing for me to manage. Mm. When I'm trying to focus on something and that gets interrupted, it can be very frustrating Especially when it happens over and over and over again when I'm trying to get him something. So that type of task is just very hard for me. Right. And he's not super patient. I mean, I'm not sure what kid is at five years old with Legos. Like, he wants you to be a magician and fix this, like, instantaneously. So that was something that I just would struggle with. And then, obviously, through diagnosis and therapy, realizing, like, oh, yeah, well, the reason that's hard is because your focus is continuously getting broken. And that's not good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that's been super hard is if you listen to our last episode about communication, um, a lot of those things also translate to our kids. Yeah. Um, so Liam will try and talk to me and I will just attach to the first thing he says and I think I know what he's saying. So I'll, then I'll interrupt him and try and finish a sentence and he gets all frustrated because I was wrong. <laughs> yeah. And then he gets upset and now we're in a situation. Um, so just trying to navigate how to communicate with a five-year-old when I have ADHD is also its own battle. Um, well, and I think, too, there can be a lot. I mean, and this goes for any kid. So Quinn or Liam, they don't have communication skills, right? <laughs> right, right, They don't right. have emotional regulation whatsoever. And that's a constant thing that you're, as a parent, you're having to teach, okay? So then you have a parent who also really struggles with communication and you put the two of them together like you and Liam can really butt heads because of similar communication issues but also just because like you said he's trying to explain something to you and it is the most far out and insane thing about this game he's created in his mind that he's trying to explain to me and I'm just like what is happening and I can sit there and very patiently just let him brain dump because guess what I'm married to you and I have to often do that with you but it's this thing of like you guys 
can often butt heads. Mm -hmm. And I think the same will be true with Quinn. I mean, she talks nonstop, (laughs) but not all of it is in English yet. So we can, you can kind of tune her out and respond to her first four words and she's not going to get super upset about it. So, right. So another thing kind of just going on these challenges here is, you know, not all the time the things that the kids want to do are super fun right? Um, for me. And as all parents know, playing games that kids want to play is not always super fun. It can be hard for anybody. But pair that with a desire to seek out dopamine and a desire to seek out things that are interesting. It can be a really big challenge when I'm like, dude, I do not want to sit here and do this with you like I just I can't do it and that can be hard because what I want to go do and I let's go do this game like I'm Mm -hmm. fixated on this will be fun Mm -hmm. this let's go do this and he's just like I don't want to do that and that can be really hard because I find myself trying to argue with him and no no it's gonna be really fun I promise because this that and the next thing and he's like no I want to do his thing right so that's that's been a challenge or even like I'm thinking about wanting to go outside. Like, you want to go outside. You want to go down to the river. Mm -hmm. Um, We have a river in our backyard, and you want to go exploring. And a lot of times, Liam will jump in and want to do those things with you. And other times, he'll get super into some sort of game he's created outside, or his Mm -hmm. imagination's running wild with a story he's playing out. And he gets a little off track from whatever you wanted to do. Quinn never goes along with anything you say, (laughs) especially outside. So she's always with me, but like that's another thing too though. She doesn't want to go along with what you want. Mm-hmm. She wants to stay inside and play dolls or Barbies or whatever and not go down to the river with you. And so it's th- this thing of like you have to stop your brain and go, okay, I don't get what I want. Mm-hmm. I'm the adult. Yes, I'm super fixated on this. How do I break that? So like how do you do that when he he's not cooperating, she doesn't want to go outside? How do you do that? So, a couple things. Or do I, you not? Do you just ditch them and go? <laughs> sometimes you, I just can't. And it's like, okay. And I just have to tell the kids, like, okay, that's great. We're going to do this. I'll be right back. I'm just going to go grab something. And that's me, like, I'm just going to go sit in the other room for, like, just a quick minute and just kind of re- recoup mm-hmm. myself and realize, okay, you're. this is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And then we just kind of go back in and we can and have a And then you're ready to do what they want? Yeah. And, ju- and then just take a minute understand what's happening in my mind try and calm down for a minute and go this is for a certain period of time Mm. and then we'll switch so then come back in and and then it can be all right we're going to do this but we're going to set a timer for 10 minutes or whatever and that helps them know okay this is a time period that we're going to do this but it also helps me know this is a time period just commit for the short period of time you're going to be fine that helps Hmm. um and then with things like Legos, I found out that if if we can build Legos at the same time, that's really helpful. So instead of me trying to build or find the pieces for this and have him wait, it's, okay, I'm going to build this. Why don't you try and build me a car? Mm. So he's building a car. I'm trying to find all the pieces for this other thing. His imagination is incredible, so he'll just run with it. And he'll be like, oh, look, this is, he'll show me, like, this is the car that does this. And I can be like, that's awesome, so cool, keep going. He's not talking to you and interrupting you as much. He's not trying to have me stop what I'm doing. 
Got it. So I can listen to him, encourage him, be excited with him, but keep to what I'm doing because ultimately he wants me to finish that and I need, right. I need to get all these, these pieces. Um, so that kind of concept of let's do two things at once uh-huh. is helpful. Um, so one of the other things that you have struggled with for a long time, but again, now we know why, why is the idea of cooking, I think I've said that phrase a whole lot in here. What? Sorry if I've repeated myself a lot, is the idea. <laughs> oh, okay. But, okay, cooking a meal mm-hmm. and parenting, doing a home project and parenting. Mm, yeah. Like, like I'm not around. I'm wherever at the spa. Oh. That's not a real thing, <laughs> but it sounds nice. I was going to say, that's nice. You have to make a meal. Mm-hmm. You have to... Change a light bulb. I don't know. What's another home project? And parent. They're yeah. both here. Shovel a driveway. Anyway, okay. You know. Again, for context, our two-year-old is crazy. <laughs> she is all over the place. She can't really be left alone. She's she's fun. Super fun. Okay. But you've got to do it all. Mm-hmm. This is a really hard thing for you. Yeah, this is super hard. And it's been kind of a point of contention where... Um, You'll notice that that's hard for me. And we've had to kind of explore that and be like, why is it always that when I have to do a project, I have to have the kids, but when you get to do a project, mm-hmm. you get to do it by yourself? Because that's just kind of how it ends up happening. Because so, I'm with the kids. Because you're with the kids nine, all the know, time. 80% of the time, whatever. Um, yeah, so a lot of the times it's just figuring out that, yeah, I'm... I'm going to have to do this project by myself because I can't, I'm just not going to be able to do it. And, and, and communicating that with you. You're not going to be able to do it with the kids not be, I'm just not going to be able to do this, this task with the kids. I'm just not going to be able to do it. And I think accepting that that is an okay thing, but then also communicating to you that that's how I'm feeling and let's, let's set something up. So if I'm going to do this project for myself for an hour, that then I can give you time without the kids like I've had because mm-hmm. the, doing the task by myself is also like helpful for me. Um, so trying to be because find some equality in that. What happens when they're with you though? Can you kind of explain that? Like you're cooking a meal, you're you've got the kids. You can't just like banish them. So like, what what is happening in those situations that is so hard? So I think it's the same. It's the same idea of focus being broken, where I'm focusing on making breakfast and they are coming to the kitchen and they're or they're fighting with each other or they want me to come see something or do something or let's go downstairs and play and I need to be in the kitchen making breakfast Um, so it's this idea of I'm focused on something I have a task I'm trying to complete and there is an outside factor that is breaking my focus which is a major trigger for someone that has ADHD. Mm-hmm. And that makes it super hard. Um, so with that, what I've found... Yeah, I was going to say. So how do you... I mean, because to be honest, like, I don't want to say get over it because that sounds so bad. But like, there are some times where you're just going to have to. Right, and that's that's life. I can't. That's life. I can't be everything for everyone all the time. And no one wants you to be that. No I one know. expects that. But when you're saying like I I can't do these projects, 
I can't make the meal and have the kids around, it does become that for me then. Mm-hmm. So then in these situations, you you do have to do this sometimes. Tell us like what is the way that makes it actually feasible sometimes. Right. Well, in... I make breakfast for the kids every single morning, so I've thankfully figured out how to, how to do that. So, um, one of the things I found is I I, I got to get the kids in a in a space where they're going to be okay, right? So we have a routine that we do in the morning, and I know if I can just get them to a place where they're starting to play, then I can kind of step back and go w- make breakfast, mm-hmm. and they're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Also just now they start now they understand like okay dad's gonna make breakfast at some point and i just give them fair warning okay in five minutes i'm gonna go upstairs and make breakfast you can come if you want or you can sit in here and play that's fine mm-hmm. so that helps with them um but then i'm also in the space where like okay they're so let's say the kids are fine i also now have a task i need to do which is make breakfast and it can be very hard for someone with ADHD to focus on a task like that and actually do it. I think this is something that people without ADHD don't really understand. A task like making breakfast or making a meal can be very hard because there's so many steps involved mm-hmm. that it can just get super overwhelming. So I've found to do two things. Uh, having something music playing or a podcast on allows my mind to focus on the podcast and also focus on making the meal and getting things ready at like, you know, you're switching between those two things really fast, which in the morning, that's what my mind wants to do. It wants to focus on lots of things. It's, I'm really energized in the morning. Yeah, I'm a morning person. So my mind is like, all right, we're, we're, we're going, let's do this. What else can we do? We're going to make breakfast. All right, let's focus on that for 30 seconds. What else can we do? That's boring. <laughs> So I found myself going, okay, I'm going to make breakfast, listen to a podcast, and unload the dishwasher all at the same time. And if I do that, it's actually easier. Yeah. Because I always have something to focus on and I can I can get it done. You are very successful at mornings. Yeah. And, and in that is the kids are doing their thing, they're playing. But since I have a lot of things going on and I've kind of got my music or my podcast on, it, if for some reason, for some reason, that makes it easier for me to parent the kids, be there for them, and get all of these things done in the morning. He likes to, like, add more noise and, and chaos. It's so funny because they will be, like, running around, screaming. Like, they're, they're fine, right? They're not, like, crying. They're like <laughs> I'm just happy, ignoring them. They're, like, happy running. Right. They're running around being crazy. That's happening. I'm cooking Maybe the TV's on and I'm listening to a podcast all the same time. And I'm like, this is great. It makes my brain want to explode. And as soon as I hear Jess coming down (laughs) stairs, I immediately turn the TV off, pause my music. And like, because I know like she could walk into that and just be like, what is happening right now? This is not okay. We thrive off of super different environments. I know we've talked about this before, but like silence me all the way. Music, especially, yeah. While I'm working, you're not like listening to like classical, no, calm no, no, piano, never. like <laughs> no, 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 that's not it. No. Um. So yeah, that's that's one of the ways that I've just help have it work, and also I think music has been it's been so helpful in many other ways. But with parenting too, we'll be downstairs 
and you know there's a period of time okay this period of time i'm playing with both of the kids this is just free play time great here's the problem with that i don't always want to focus on what they want to focus on Mm -hmm. i don't think what they're doing is very stimulating it's not giving me enough dopamine to like really have fun with it Mm -hmm. so again you throw on some music and now my mind can just be connected with the music and that makes it easier for me to be present with the kids and play with them because of my mind can attach to the music that's I think I think what is happening mm-hmm. is my mind is being stimulated and getting dopamine from the music that I'm listening to and then also can then enjoy playing in this situation and yeah. I've seen it work where the kids actually enjoy that too where I'll find myself like they're now doing their own thing they kind of zone out. They kind of zone out. They're just mm-hmm. doing their own thing. And I'm not really involved hands-on right now. And I can kind of take a step back. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I found out that if I, like, turn the music off, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, 10 seconds later, <laughs> now they're like, well, I'm bored. What are we going to do? Let's go do this. Why? Let's play it's a like new game. It's like you hypnotized them. I can't even say Yeah, that. yeah. And it's, yeah. So that's kind of crazy, too. So just use, understanding that those are some tactics that help. Mm-hmm. Um is is really important i think and i will add too like let's jump to the good things here for a minute because you have super creative crazy ideas for imaginative play you are all in it when it comes to any sort of like you said dopamine activity so sledding building forts like you thrive at those environments and our kids love you deeply for that Mm. you create super fun imagination environments for them because it's fun for you so if you can come up with an activity like that that you think is actually fun you can make them super excited about it too yeah and i think that just tracks so perfectly with adhd you know it's been a journey to try and figure out what are the good things that ADHD gives me? What are the positives um, that I'm getting from this? It's really hard to identify those. It's much easier to identify the negatives. Um, but one of those positives that's, from what's been explained to me, a consistent trait amongst people that have ADHD is this, just being very creative mm-hmm. and being imaginative and, and thriving off of creativity. Um, so yeah, I think for me, it's like I, we can look at a situation and go, okay, what are we going to do right now? Um, how about we grab those Hot Wheels tracks and we come over here and we're going to make a loop that's going to go over this and we can bring in here and we're going to make this really cool Hot Wheels track. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, great. Yeah. And then if we do that for a while and then it's, let's make an obstacle course yeah. out of random things. I'm like, okay, here's the obstacle course. You got to jump here under this, over that. You got to get over here. Mm-hmm. They love it. Right. It's super fun. Or... Um, like building forts right we can just create a fort out of random things and it's super fun and some of liam's favorite games to play with you and quinn too i will say as she gets older she's playing these games with you too our tackle game and chase game like that yeah, yeah. those are their titles yeah. in our house okay so like those... that's exactly what it sounds like <laughs> tackle game is literally we just run at each other and tackle each other or hit you with pillows but correct me if i'm <laughs> wrong are those games fun for you Oh, yeah, like that would, yeah. if, I would much rather do those games than like, let's sit down and do a coloring book. Right. 
because it's physical and active and more stimulating. And you can throw some music on and you'll have an absolute blast. Right. Yeah. So I think this is also the difference between you and I. And this is a really big contrast that, you know, we've known forever. Mm -hmm. But again, it's just highlighted with the ADHD. So I, why don't I tell yeah, all the so things you're you, good at and you tell me what I'm good at? Uh, that's a great idea. Okay. Let's do that. You so, yeah, I will, well, let me tell you, well, because we've already kind of talked like, a little bu- bit about that. He's like going to burst here. Um, so, if when I look at this in this situation, like, okay, what's Jess going to do with the kids? If, if we had a period of time where we're going to play with the kids, what is Jess going to do? It's going to be more of a kind of structured activity. It's going to be we can play with the dollhouse. We can play with the um, Paw Patrol characters uh, with Liam. Or we can bake uh, cookies or mm. something with Quinn. Or we can do painting and coloring and a craft or a puzzle. Like those things that the kids do really love. And they have so much fun doing that. Like you are definitely the the one that can bring that out of them and engage with them in that way and have a ton of fun. And that's probably why when you were doing homeschooling with Liam, it was such a success mm. because that sort of structure and um, going through those those tasks every day was something that you enjoyed mm. and you were able to create a lesson plan and think ahead which aren't things that I could do well. I'm mm. more in the moment, reaction, spontaneous. What mm. are we going to do in a week from now? I don't even know. Like, that's not something I'm good at, but that's something that you really thrive off of. And I think that balance mm-hmm. for the kids, I hope, is really great. Yeah. I think, too, just to add, like, another example would be, like, Play-Doh. <laughs> Okay, yeah. Nate hates Play-Doh. You guys, I don't know what it is about Play-Doh. I cannot stand that stuff. It's the worst toy ever. I'm done with it. I don't, it he is, won't play it with them. He can't stand it if he sees so the colors weird. mixed. Like he's, They mix the colors up. They throw it all. It's never... We lose 20% of the Play-Doh every time you play because it's just... it's a, And it's so funny. I'm not the clean, neat and tidy, everything to be in place person. No. But no. with Play-Doh... It's just a disaster. And I can sit on the floor and play Play-Doh with them for an hour or make rainbow rice and spend an hour making the rice and then playing with it and being totally okay with the mess everywhere and cleaning <laughs> right. it up. And that is not an activity that you want anything to do with. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is a really good thing for our kids because on the flip side, you are the one who's going to take them downstairs to our finished basement and get out the nugget and every couch cushion and pillow and blanket you can find and all of a sudden you guys are playing Wipeout. Right. And The Nugget, by the way, is a like foam kind of gymnastics mat kind of thing. Google it and you'll find it. The Nugget. All the parents know it. All the parents. If you don't, oh, get Google one. The Nugget and it, yeah, have someone give it to you. We got it as a gift. Yeah. Which is great because it's kind of expensive. Yeah, it is. But uh, again, we're not sponsored by they need to start, we need to get some sponsorships <sighs> up in here from The Nugget. Nugget. And from Parenthood. Okay. So cool though, you guys, seriously. And it's like a genius ADHD tool because mm-hmm. you can get so creative with that nugget and make all kinds of creations that our kids absolutely flip off of and roll down and climb over and they're just 
loving every minute of it. And you guys can make obstacle courses and play dodgeball and um, the floor is lava. Yeah, Liam and... loves playing the floor is lava, which is just, you know, a super fun creative game, which brings out a strength of mine and something him and I can have so much fun with. And it's Check just out all Netflix about... if you want to, if you have no idea what we're talking about. It's an actual show and it's they, they made it into an actual hilarious. show. Um, a classic kids game. So yeah, I mean, I think it's just another one of those like random, let's get creative with it that I thrive off of. Yeah. you. We also got Crazy Forts. Shout out um, to Auntie Megan and Uncle Joe. For Christmas? Yes. Mm-hmm. And that activity makes me want to like scream building these forts because it's... I'm very methodical and I want it to like match up correctly and like make sense and like Well you want to follow, want to follow the, the directions. Instru- yeah, I do. How how does the directions tell me to make this igloo? Right. Why is this one not connecting here? <laughs> Why it says is my it igloo needs, in a square. <laughs> it says it needs to connect here. I don't understand. I'm like, dude, just give me the things, let's start shoving them in he the has, hole and it will work. He has created incredible crazy forts for these kids. And and they just love it. They absolutely love it. And that's where I feel like your ADHD really shines as a parent in really wonderful ways of you being able to connect with our kids. And I would, and I really appreciate you saying that um, because it's it's been a, it's been a struggle to go to find that balance. And I think on the flip side, if we need to do an activity that kind of brings them down, mm-hmm. keeps them, yeah, keep the energy low. Like you're really good at facilitating that and can get the kids interested in that in a way that I am not very good at. Sometimes, you know, seven o'clock rolls around and I'm like, okay, all three of you need to be done. <laughs> we need to be done. We're going to sit and color now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no more wipeout. Yeah. Children. Um, so the last thing that we want to talk about are, and it does kind of go off of that, is this extended break from work or a long weekend or... I don't. You don't really struggle with any of this when we're on vacation. So it's more or less when we're stuck at home mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. an extended period of time, whether it's a super long holiday or you've just taken days off or kids are sick or whatever, whatever the reason is. But you are not having a break from our kids the way that you typically would with work Mm -hmm. and your again strengths lie with these crazy activities that require a lot more energy a lot more time maybe they're outside in the freezing cold or sweating who knows what Mm -hmm. weather we're in and you can just go and as a as an individual you can just go and go and go and go like you don't tire out very easily you have a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about how that translates to our kids, though. Yeah, I think there's a couple things that I mentioned there. I think we've definitely seen a trend where, like, if if I'm not, if there's extended, like, a break or long weekend or whatever, that I'm not working, there gets to a point where all of a sudden I can be, like, irritable or kind of there's a sense of, like, I'm kind of losing it a little bit in terms of my ability to... to connect and focus and be here with everybody and I think initially we were thinking like what are you some sort of like workaholic you just have to work all the time but I think post-diagnosis we've kind of understood like no that's definitely not it um it's more of a I'm my mind is used to being stimulated in a certain way Mm -hmm. during the day and when it's not like 
when I'm not working, I don't have those activities going on, my mind is searching for those things to do. And when I find it, we're like, it's just my mind is constantly seeking how to keep that going. So like, you know, our kids love to go to the mall and just play at the mall. So we go to the mall and we get lunch and we go there and we run around and we get do this and do that. And we, we try and come home and then we're going to do this other activity because I'm just like, go, go, go. And then the kids are just like, they're hitting a wall and they're done. Mm-hmm. And I sometimes don't pick up on the signals that we're mm-hmm. heading towards a crash <laughs> with, with the kids, which yeah. can be a struggle. Um, so it's this balance of like, being able to do activities with them that I find stimulating and fun, but also being able to notice the signs of when to shut it down and yeah. how to transition, which can be kind of challenging. But you've really worked hard at that, and I think you're getting a lot better at that, but that's still something that, for me, is my way to kind of help keep the peace, is to jump in and go, hey, 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 I think we've done this for a while. I'm seeing a lot of red flags right now about mm-hmm. what's going on. I think we all need to take a break. Why don't you go outside with Parker, yeah, who, also, dog. <laughs> who also has ADHD, <laughs> and let me just sit with the kids for a little bit. We're going to read some books, and we're going to do this, and just kind of like break it up. Like we got to slow down mm-hmm. and reset, or you need to go to your office for a little bit and listen to music or string a tennis racket again it's that whole like break transition time after work situation but this is more of like we have six days together how are we still going to love each other at the end of it yeah and i have to be the one to kind of go okay whoa, 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 whoa stop let's reset what do we need to do to reset right now it might be 10 minutes or it might be like two hours i don't know but we we gotta stop and i think it's just this whole journey of just understanding what does everybody in the family need how do they find rest? How do they find excitement mm-hmm. and enjoyment? And oh, as good. the kids get older, how, what does that look like? And as we understand my ADHD too, I think it's played a huge role in this because it's, it, would, it would be hard to understand why, like I, I feel like you might've been frustrated with like, I'm with the kids all day. Mm-hmm all week you're here for four days in a row and on day two you're already like you're being ch- annoying you're done. like yeah. why can't you yeah. do it i do it all day long and it we were trying i don't to understand. have i don't have weekends i don't right. have I days can't, off i can't like, not be a mom i don't just get to clock out like you right. do right Ooh, and yeah, understanding that it's not it's not because i'm like I don't want to be around the kids or it's not because I don't love being a dad. It's because I'm just, I'm going, I'm constantly going in and out of these mental states of Mm -hmm. being focused, being engaged, not being focused and being in this stupid paralysis for an hour or two hours and just trying to navigate my own mind and also trying to bring in my kids and be there for them can be pretty freaking hard. I mean, kids are really needy. Yeah. If you don't have kids, this episode probably isn't for you. It probably isn't for you. But um, yeah, I think so. I think just under, once we've been able to wrap our arms around this diagnosis and figure out more about how my mind works, we can start playing to my strengths as a team. And with parenting. With parenting. Yeah. yeah. Specifically, we can kind of play to my strengths and play to your strengths and figure out Love how it. to make that work. And yeah. I think... In our last episode, I talked about 
looking back and seeing are we better than we were mm. a month ago and i think this is another one of those areas where we are improving we are getting better and absolutely we're learning how to structure our days and play to our play to each other's strengths and be a be a really good team when it comes to parenting the kids and and on that, days when we don't nail it because no parent does 24 7 on the days that we don't nail it i think we're really good at or we've gotten better at giving each other grace yeah, for those really hard one. days. Because this parenting thing, like you said, it's it's forever. Mm-hmm. And so I think I don't want to do it without you. And I can't do it without you and I don't want to. And you are the best dad ever. Our kids are obsessed with you. Oh. Obsessed with you. Thank you. And ADHD does not make you a bad dad. Not for one second. And we're just figuring out how to loop it all together to be one super happy family. Yeah, I agree. I love you. I love you too.